Okay, here we go, Jose. A little, uh, a little behind, but man, here we go. That's what matters. We're here. Uh, you are off this week. I'm making you work on an off you week, are. Which, I feel, which I feel horrible. But by the way, you've been making me work on every off week because I've been <laughs> off <laughs> since May. I, I, I guess the unemployed jokes aren't funny anymore because I, I am. I think they're funny. They're funny to me. I'm still kind of employed, so it's it's okay. I'm I'm doing fine. Shout out to NTV Houston. By the way, big news coming out. I'm going to be announcing some stuff. Oh. Uh, with N- oh, oh, maybe, maybe pretty soon we'll be announcing some new stuff. And uh, I'll let you guys know about that. Before we get going, I don't think you are going to get your order in time for Alamo Remedies holiday bundle. Okay, it's probably a little too late. You should have been following me and I, I've been telling you guys to order it, but you can still order it. Okay, still order it. It's one of the best deals in CBD, alamoremedy.com. Their holiday bundle is $59.99 and you get a sampling of all of their cool products. 250 milligrams uh, per product, the lotion, tincture, capsules, and the gummies. It's included in a holiday basket and you are ready to go. And you can use it for uh, a couple of months there. They are the best in CBD and plus you'll save 10% off with promo code UNICORN. That is Unicorn, U-N-I-C-O-R-N. It's the best deal in CBD. It's high-quality CBD, lab-tested. Everything is good to go for Texans, by Texans, but they will ship all across the continental United States. AlamoRemedy.com. And then for those of you that are listening in Houston locally, you have uh, three more days. You've got the 22nd, the 23rd, and the 24th to go and stop by perfume time and get your perfumes, your colognes, and your watches. Whatever you need, get down to perfume time, and uh, they will take care of it. And they being my dad, my uncle, <laughs> and their longtime employee, Jolie, they are awesome. I think my mom even was there on Saturday helping out because uh, it was so busy. So uh, thank you, everyone, for supporting. I was there for a little bit helping out. So no, you uh, yeah, I was. I made three sales. What? Made three sales while I was just standing there because I remember because again I worked there all throughout high school so I know what I'm doing, but uh, yeah, go there Perfume Time Houston. Just Google Perfume Time in Houston and you'll find the directions and the phone numbers. You can call them; they'll let you know what if they have what you need, and then you can drive there, pick it up, ready to go. You park right in front of the store. No mall parking. That's the best part. There's no mall parking. You literally park right in front of the store. Walk in, wear your mask. If you don't, they will kick you out. And I will personally come find you and kick you out because uh, my parent, my dad is a little bit older. My uncle's a little bit older. So let's protect them. Okay. They're out there grinding still. So uh, perfume time, Houston. Awesome. The parking is absurd everywhere. Oh. Have you ever- gone to the mall at all? I I went yesterday to the outlets because that's the only pl- We don't, despite the fact we're one of the largest cities in the country, we don't have a Nike store. So mm-hmm. I had to go to the outlets to try to return an item, and uh, I couldn't because it was so packed. And there was the yeah. there was the typical car following us after we were, as we were leaving, so they could take our parking spot. Oh man! Uh, the, I mean, even the grocery stores around my house are really packed. I I made the mistake. I went uh, as you mentioned at the top. I'm off this week, so I made the mistake of going to the office today to pick up a package, and it was just a disaster getting home. And it was the middle of the day. Because oh, of the gallery of traffic. Yeah. That used it's to be the worst. Man, when I, when I was working there, at when I was doing 1560 The Game stuff, and I would leave at like 7 or 8 o'clock at night during the last two weeks of Christmas shopping, it was the worst. Like, you couldn't get out. It, and 
we're still like three blocks away from the actual traffic yeah. but to get out to 59 or to get to 610 wherever you're going it was nearly impossible you would have to wait there literally for 35 minutes just to get through one of those cross streets and it was so bad so yeah i, I feel bad for you man uh those out the outlet is it's one of my favorite places to go when we're in a non-pandemic because you, you can literally just walk in. You've got plenty of room. There's good parking. But right now, I've gone during the pandemic, and look, we're in a we're in a different state of uh, you know of safety right now, and what we need to do. So it sucks. You have to wait in line. But once you get in the stores, it's not that bad because they're only letting so many people in. You know, so it's almost like you're private shopping. You know, it was weird because some stores like Nike had like the line packed around the store and other stores were just letting whoever just wanted to walk in. And mm -hmm. it was like so packed. I would turn around and look at my mom's like as that literally as soon as we're walking in. All right, let's get out of this store. It, yeah. It's a mess, man. It's so weird. It, it's crazy, man. Uh, let's at see, least everyone was wearing their, their mask. Yeah, that's good. At least they are doing that. Uh, I saw we got two commenters. people without masks. That was weird. That's it. And like in inside stores or just walking around outside. Walking around. That I'm okay if they're walking because in outlets you're outside, right? Right, but it was packed. Like it was there was packed, a lot of yeah. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Um. Yeah. As long as they're not in the store, man. That to me is the like. Please don't do that. Stop. <laughs> please just stop. No. Like at this point, we shouldn't be discussing this. Okay, just everyone, just wear it and it, whatever. If it doesn't, if you think it's not helping you, it's helping us. Okay, it's helping us give a peace of mind, and it's helping us. That's it. Uh, Adil says, "What's up, Raheel, bro? Uh, hey, what's up, buddy? Thank you for watching." Josh said, "Were you out there flexing the the yeeks for sales? I was not doing that. Yeah, although, hundred percent, you were. Although I did have my uh, my Lululemon pants on because that's my official wardrobe provider. So yes, I mean my." I mean, it was looking good. You know what I'm 100%, saying? hundred percent. You were reaching for a cologne on the bottom shelf that was on the middle shelf as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 100%. That's a good, it was a good chance when I bent over, you know, the, the booty accidentally knocked some colognes down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <That's just> <laughs> you knocked some boxes over? I did go I did go to Cactus Music on Saturday. Oh, I love that place. Man, I haven't been there place, forever. I, I've never been there. This is my first time really? going there. I know it's an institution, which is awesome. Um, I've never gone there because I usually get all my vinyls on eBay or I'm gifted, mm. you know, like people give me stuff. And yeah, I kill in record stores mm. and I go to Goodwill. So I, that's where I go. But man, that place is awesome, but it's so overwhelming. In the sense of there's so many records. Yeah, there's just so much because I yeah. went in with the, with the game plan because I knew I knew how it was going to be right. So I went in, I was looking for three specific records. And then by the time you get there, you're overwhelmed and distracted. And I, I, I couldn't find any of those. I was just like, this is too much. But I did pick up a, a bunch of stuff, which was nice. It was cool. And it's, it was fun to just be there. And there's nobody there, which is the best part. Really? No one at all was in there? It was like four people. It was empty. Mm. I loved it. Pick, it was great. Did you pick anything up for me? Uh, no, I didn't. I will get you some if you want from the 97 cents bin. That's what I, that's what I usually, <laughs> that's what I did. I just went around and I was like, oh man, this looks interesting. I just picked up a couple and then my wife got me one for Christmas. I don't know what she got. Cause when she picked it up, she's like, don't look okay. Don't be, don't be an ass here and ruin your gift. So I don't know what she picked up for me. So you, you've been told not to buy any records through Christmas. Yeah. Mm. 
So I I don't know what it's gonna be, but I know I know the the three others I picked up because those were in the bargain bins that I wanted. So, so. one time <laughs> when I was barely getting into vinyl, I went there once, and I was looking through the rap albums. I was looking for Outkast Quemini, uh, which is one of my favorite albums, and I found a version of it, but it had like a a black cover, not the cartoon cover that mm-hmm. is. That's off the real cover. It was like a promotional version of it. So I, I took the the records out and uh it had it had like a paper sleeve in them. And I couldn't put the I couldn't put them back in the paper sleeve afterwards. <laughs> I felt so embarrassed. No one was there besides me. So I just put the paper sleeve back in the box in, in the in the cover and I yeah. put the, I put the vinyl on top of the paper sleeve and I just moved on. I was so embarrassed. I think about that often. <laughs> And they, they're probably like, man, who did this? They still, they're probably still pissed off at you. Cause that's one of the worst things, right? Like when you just leave it out. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to take it to the counter and be like, Hey, uh, yeah. I can't figure this out. <laughs> hey, I'm a noob. Uh, how do I put this in? <laughs> I don't know if I put this piece of paper back into on, on the record. Like, oh man, it, it is kind of hard though. On certain albums, it is hard <laughs> to like, especially older ones that you don't have any more uh there's no structural integrity to the cover it, it is hard sometimes so i feel your pain it's okay uh titan hugo says have you guys got the new xbox i have not no no i'm not i'm not in the one percent jose has the ps5 it is pretty cool pretty cool have you played it since you beat spider-man yeah i've been playing the remastered version of uh the first spider-man and i've been okay. playing uh fifa 21 which by the way if you guys are out there with a the next-gen console Buy FIFA 21 for the PS4 or for the Xbox One, and it comes with a free upgrade code. Hmm. And since the new console is out, those are already discounted, despite the fact they came out three months ago. So I got FIFA 21 uh, for 30 bucks, and it came with a digital code for FIFA 21 Next Gen. So I downloaded the code. It took a while, but it was really easy. And I, I, you, the, your two options are to do that. Or just spend the seventy dollars for the digital copy. So oh, save no. yourself forty bucks. Buy FIFA twenty one for uh, the previous gen and use that free upgrade code. And that also works for Madden. Uh, there isn't one out for two K yet, but there uh, the NBA version. Uh, but there is a there is a Madden one if you want to finesse uh, finesse a little bit. If anybody that's watching, if you are into Nintendo Switches, I have a question about it. Uh, with the Nintendo Switch Lite specifically, do I have to buy the little microchip for Mario Kart 8, or can I just download it onto the Nintendo Switch Lite? Huh. You're asking uh, you the wrong person, dog. Yeah, yeah, I know what I'm saying. I know you don't have it, but if somebody in the comments has any familiarity with the Nintendo Switch, let me know because... I don't know if I need to go buy Mario Kart 8 or can I just download it once I open up Nintendo Switch? The light, because it's going to be the light one. That's I, I don't know. Because if I could just download it, I'd rather just download it and keep it on there. But yeah, if anybody knows uh, about the Nintendo Switch Lite, let me know. Because I have no idea because I'm, I'm really old. I get it. And I don't play games, but I do want to play Mario Kart because I love Mario Kart. You got a Switch Lite? Uh, Baby Trickster is getting it for Oh, her. did she? That- oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one. I don't want to say too loud. She might be listening. Who knows? Who knows? Who she might have us on her on her iPod. Yeah, she has a she has the Amazon Kindle and she has a MacBook that automatically syncs. So yeah, who knows, right? 
She uh, has a says, MacBook. Okay, one percenter. That is my old MacBook that I used to use for the show because I got a new laptop. So that was her online school. Uh, uh, people are saying that you should be able to download it if you buy the codes. Okay, perfect. I want to just download it. Uh, you can buy a micro SD to extend the memory and all that. Okay, I just want to download it. Perfect. Excellent. That's all yeah, I Yeah, bo- both you go and Sammy are saying you're good. Sweet. Perfect. That's what I want because I, I don't want to deal with chips and little SD cards and lose it. I just want to download it. Perfect. Okay. I have a question for you because – Oh, for me. You finished up a show last week after the podcast. You said you were going to start. Oh. And I told you I hyped up the show. I was giddy about it. How to with John Wilson? Is that the show of the year? Oh, the show of the year? No, not not for me. The show of the year for me is Ozark, but that's because I st- I started watching Ozark this year at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. So I was I think a couple weeks behind everyone else when they watched season three. But to me, that's my favorite show still. But my God, that show is time out. Time out. Can I pause you there? Yeah, of course. Y- you know Eric Layden, right? The name. Eric of course, Layden. yeah, I know yeah. who Eric Layden is. He's I've done, I've produced on, a show with him, yeah. You have, right? Okay, so you've met him. Yeah, you know he's going to be on Ozark season four. Season four, yeah. That's really I cool. I can't wait. I can't wait. He's going to die on there. There's a 100% chance. <laughs> no, no chance he fit. He survives. Yeah, no chance. Okay, unpause. Back to how to with John Wilson. That was the most absurd thing I've ever seen this year. Like, maybe not even this year. That was that was more cringe than, than Nathan for you for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you were spot on about the right the way the show was shot. And I think from the conversation we were having last week, where you couldn't figure out if he writes to what he records or he he writes and then records stuff. I think he writes to what he records in okay. terms of. I think he has a skeleton of what the script is, and then he fills it out with like the metaphors and stuff with stuff that he's recorded throughout his time in New York. Which, by the way, I told you and Josh this. After watching that show, I would, I kind of don't think I would like New York. It looks, it looks terrible. It looks like a really ugly place to be at. Have you, you've never been there at all? Never. Okay. You will enjoy going there one time, visiting, shopping, um, the culture there. It's wild. Like it's so much fun to live there. There's no chance. There's no, there's no part of me. There's 0% of me right now. Where they're like, hey, man, if you get a job in New York, would you move? Nope, I'm good. Like, I don't want to live there. Chicago's probably the biggest city in the cold that I could probably live in if I wanted to, like, really convince myself. And even that one is too cold. And the and the city's not as dirty as New York because it's more spread out. But New York is so much fun when you go there and you're there for three to four days. And, and that's it. Like, you go see the Statue of Liberty. You go see the Empire State Building. You go down Fifth Avenue, you go see, you know, you got to go to Harlem, you got to go shopping in Soho, all that stuff. It's cool. It's awesome. And then it wears off on you. You're like, okay, this is kind kind of sucks because when you go to sleep, no matter where, whether you're in a hotel, an Airbnb, the honking never stops. The noise never stops. It's annoying. Wow. But it's so much fun when you're there for just three to four days. It's a blast. And it's so big. Like, there's just so much to see. I guess the Raheel show trip isn't happening in uh, in New York City. No, it. Oh, dude, you want? I'll take you. It's so much fun, man. Because I've been there so many times, and like I know the 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 stuff that tourists need to see, and it, it's cool. But man, 
after the tour stuff, like it gets old. But the food is really good. You can never. There's so many restaurants there, obviously, because there's so many people. So you can't even eat at all the places. But man, the first few times you go, you're gonna like it. Man, the the fourth episode is which was what you prepared me for, or I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't even say you prepared me for. There was no sort of preparation possible no, for that. Zero. I had to step away from that episode for like over an hour. <laughs> Once it gets to, we're, we're not going to give away spoilers, right? I, no. I think we shouldn't. Once it gets to that certain point in episode four, when you start watching the show, you'll know. I had to step away from it. Like, immediately. I just had to turn it off for an hour, and I just had to recollect myself. Because I could Man. not believe that was real. And the, the stuff that made Nathan for you so real, so good was, the he would only go as far as... as as the people would let him and this just blew that out of the out of the water yeah in that episode in that very moment it just blew that out of the stratosphere that was the most bizarre thing i've ever seen in my life it, without it a was, doubt the most the the, the most the, the i could not believe that is it the most cringe television i moment? completely lost it is it the most cringe television moment for you that you can remember Ooh, I think we lost Jose. Rest in peace, Jose. Either I'm out or Jose's out. So if you're in the comments, let me know. Jose, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, you were you? you we couldn't hear you. I think uh, your Wi-Fi went out. So I'm gonna repeat it again. Was it the most cringe moment in TV history, or me, like most recent TV that you can remember? Yeah, most recent TV. For, I can't even. What? There's just nothing that compares to some, it. I'll throw some out. So okay. I'll throw some stuff out for you. To me, one of the most cringe moments was Nathan for you, where they made the box, the rocket ship for. Oh my God! Uh, yes, the uh, the kid, you know, the, when uh, yeah, the adults when when you go on a on a vacation, you got you know you might be in the same room as your kid, and you know mom and dad might want to do some fun stuff. So Nathan made this box, a rocket ship box, where a kid can get in there, it's silent. And it's soundproof. And then to test it out, he started, he had a big orgy outside of the box. <laughs> and the parents were watching this. It was so uncomfortable and it was so cringe, but it was so damn funny. This was worse, I think. Yeah, it was. To me, it was the most it. cringe. You to me, it was it. the most cringe moment in, in television history. Real. I can't think I can't think of anything else. The music. Oh. His album. <laughs> i i couldn't believe that i told i told my little buddy to watch it and i told her to watch the show after what you had told me and i had only seen the first two episodes and i watched that episode and i was like oh my god what have i done i told her to watch this show <laughs> and i just was begging her not to watch that episode but she didn't listen to me <laughs> who was okay who put who in a worse position okay you telling a friend to watch it without without knowing what was about to happen or me watching while my wife was on the couch and we we i mean <laughs> she was just there because she was just you know like laying around whatever who put who in the worst <laughs> position because my wife was not happy with that episode no i think you were in a worse because you were in the same room as your wife <laughs> It was so uncomfortable that we haven't even talked about it since. It was that bad. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable, but it was so good. And then the show, 
I told you episode six, you might cry because it is so well done. Yeah. It, it, the whole show is just so perfect, in my opinion. I know Queen's Gambit is phenomenal. We we loved it. It was a good show to watch. It was really unique. I get all that. Um, we've watched a ton of content this year as is everybody listening. To me, How To With John Wilson is the show of the year because I'm going to go back and watch it a lot. And it was so unique. It was so well done. It was so out of nowhere as well that it it is surpassed all those other shows because you look at Queen's Gambit, you're like, okay, this is really unique. It's fine. The acting is great. At the end of the day, it's a Netflix drama, right? It's a drama at the end of the day. I don't know how to categorize how to with John Wilson. Yeah. How do you categorize that or Nathan for you? Like those, mm -hmm. those are shows, those are shows that are like almost reality television. It's a new category. It's not reality television, but it is because it's using everyday people. Josh says uh, he was watching it in his living room. I don't believe him. No way, Josh. Who was around when you were watching it? That's the, that's the big thing. Yeah, it was. It, to me, I, I loved it. I'm going to hype it up. I'm going to tweet about it as much as I can. I wish more people watched it. This is the same issue I had with Nathan for you when I first started watching it. Not enough people watched it to get the jokes and to appreciate how brilliant it was. It still feels like not enough people have watched it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like when Mina Kimes is tweeting Nathan for you scenarios, I feel like that's mainstream, right? Or it, I don't she's know. A, like, she's pretty hip. Yeah, she is hip. I mean, I, I think, I think, I think this is one of those classic like Twitter bubble situations. We think yeah. it's hip, but in reality, like there's no one in my in my real life who has watched it. Yeah, like I'm still trying to put people on on Nathan for you. I think it's one of those Twitter's a bubble thing. It could be. We might be in our own echo chamber about how good it is. So I, I don't know, man. Um, it, it To me, it's the show of the year. So people check it out, especially a lot of uh, listeners might be on their break now, holiday break. So you have some time. It's on HBO Max. So you might have to get the subscription. It, and it times out perfectly because if you get it now and you do the trial, if they still have it, you can watch Wonder Woman 1984. Is it 84? Is that right? Sure. Yeah, Wonder Woman, just Wonder Woman. The new Wonder two. Woman. The new Wonder the Woman, one, yeah. The first one's good, right? Everyone yeah, says it was that good. it's good. I've never seen I, it. It was a really good movie. It was good. Like, I enjoyed it. I didn't think, you know, look, you're dealing with superheroes. I get it. But it was good. It was good. And I think this one's going to be pretty decent. Uh, Pedro Pascal's in it. Kristen Wiig is in it. So oh, is she? It, yeah, it should, be, it should be a pretty good movie. So to update the question you were just asking me, who was in a worse situation? You watching it with your wife in the same room, or apparently Josh watching it in the same room as his mom. No chance. Mom was in the living room, not watching. Luckily, she did. She wasn't watching, so she didn't see it. Because if your so, mom saw that, Josh, I'm sorry. That's like you. You never want to make you. You just never want to talk to your mom again if you make her watch that. His mom would have sent him to a church camp. <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you. You're off this week. It's Christmas break for you at the radio station. What are your Christmas traditions? I mean, in normal times, like all of the family comes to my house, and we we on the 24th on Nochebuena, we all just kind of hang out, eat, 
some people drink, some people play games, and we kind of just have like a family party on the 24th. At midnight, everyone hugs, everyone kisses, everyone exchanges gifts. Then on the 25th, everyone comes over again, and we just watch movies all day and eat, watch some basketball, and just kind of spend as much time together as we possibly can. And I love it, man. It's it's my favorite holiday because I just see all of, all of my cousins. Now my nieces and nephews are around. I, I, I see them all the time. So it's mostly just eating and just hanging out. <laughs> How many people? Uh, this year, this year, I think it's going to be around 10 of us. Usually it's people from my mom's side and my dad's side. I would say it's usually around 30. Wow. That's cool. That's but it fun. won't be like, mo- like all, all the family from my mom's side isn't coming this year. So I won't see a lot yeah. of my nieces and nephews on Christmas day, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's usually a bunch of people. Now, will you guys still do tamales? Not, not, not on Christmas for some reason. That's, uh, that's, I think we're going to try to do that on, on New Year's Eve. At, at least that's mm. what I'm hoping. Uh, this year we're doing pozole. Have you, have you had pozole before? Mm, I think I have. It's just a soup, right? The, the one with the, is it a bean in there? <laughs> no. Well, I guess it's sort of, it's like, it's like corn grains. It's homily, I think is what it's called in English. Okay. Uh, and it's either with pork or with chicken. Uh, sometimes it's sometimes people make it spicy and has it's like a red broth. Uh, it's pretty solid, and it's going to be really cold on cl- on Christmas, so it's going to come in clutch. Okay, nice. I want to do so. I've been messaging you and El Jefe about this. I'm going to try to make tamales myself. And, and again, I have no experience in this other than just finding a recipe and watching some YouTube tutorials. So I, I'm I'm thinking about doing it and taking your culture and making it my own, or I might just go buy it from HEB. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure because I usually buy just buy it. from HEB. No, just go why? Down, you just some... just drive to just drive to airline and just start buying them off people. There's going to be vendors on airline. Just buy some. For real? I just roll up and you're good. <laughs> you're you're endorsing it. <laughs> roll down your window. Roll down your window on, on airline and ask them if they have the stuff, the hot stuff. I'm not too far. I'm not too far from Highway Six, so I mean, I could go down Highway Six and find some, or just go to a, a restaurant. Um, but man, I don't know. I don't know. I might try making it because my my dad and my mom are coming over, and that's it. And Josh we'll said pop, you sound like yeah. a CDC narc. <laughs> yeah, I, that, it you was do. a trick question. I wanted to see how many people are going to be in your household. If you're going to be a super spreader. <laughs> Or are you just going to follow what Mayor Turner was saying today? What did he say today? Did he get his vaccine yet? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen. No, he hasn't. Because if he did, it would be all over social media. It would be all over social media. So, no, he hasn't gotten it yet. But he was just saying same thing. You know, let's not let's not have another surge on top of the surge that we're currently in. So, you know, same thing as Thanksgiving, guys. Try not to meet with people that aren't in your household. And, you know, let's stop the spread and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm breaking it, too, because my parents don't live in my house. So they'll be coming over to my house and that's mixing of uh, two other people. So it could be dangerous. I don't know. You should be ashamed of yourself. I know. Titan Hugo says, don't buy them at H-E-B. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, because it's easy. It's right there. The E in H-E-B is easy. Is it? Yeah. 
So what's the acronym stand for? Uh, Herbert's Easy Bunches. I don't know. What does H-E-B stand for? Let me I see. don't know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> H-E-B stand for. Let me see. H-E-B stands for Howard E. Butt. Mm. Here. And it's here, everything's better. That's right. Oh, we've, I mean, remember here, everything's better. Yeah, that makes sense. You remember hearing that uh, model? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, of course. Okay, so that's what it stands for. Um, okay, I got some other stuff for you. Uh, Herbert. No, Howard E. Butts, wasn't it? Did I just say Howard Herbert e. Edward Butts? Doesn't sound right. Okay, some other things I want to talk to you about, which I absolutely loved, okay? And by the way, people, if you have your Christmas traditions, uh, if you're watching live, let us know your Christmas traditions. Ours, uh, real quickly, mine is on the 24th, and I picked this up from Granado. We watch Elf on the 24th. Oh, that, okay. I love it. That's one of my favorite, and we don't watch it outside of that, so that's the only night we watch it. And uh, Baby Trickster has grown up with that tradition, and she looks forward to that. It's one of the funniest things to watch Elf with her. That's really sweet, actually. And I want to know when it's not funny to her because every year she loses it. Hyster- <laughs> I mean, like to the point where it's uncontrollable. I want to know at what age it's not funny for her. How old is she now? She is five right now. She is five. So she's probably seen it three times that she remembers. Yeah, three times. Yeah, three times that she remembers. Yeah, that's a good number. And it's still hilarious. It's still <laughs> hilarious to her. Last year, she was still laughing. We watched Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, and she lost it. I mean, like, I've never seen a kid laugh that hard since I was five when I watched it. So it, <laughs> it holds up, so it's pretty cool. So that's my that's my tradition right there. Uh, Hefe says his tradition is watching the Office Christmas episodes. Sounds about white. Good... Yeah, that's really... Wow, that's like <laughs> that's like eating at a gentrified cheesesteak place. Right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? What? Is that a shot? Yes, it's a shot at lefties. Why? What, gen- what, what do lefties do to you? Nothing, but isn't it gentrified to put hot Cheetos on everything? Oh, absolutely, it is. Yeah, that's like the whitest thing you can do. But that shout is. out to shout out to uh, Deshaun Watson and Nick Scurfield. They are running PR for them. I will go check it out. I'm just teasing Nick. I know people will tell you, so I'm just teasing. I'm just messing with you. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Did you hear what Real said about lefties? Uh, what do you think about Kyrie burning Sage? Because I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen a superstar do. I thought it was awesome. And I, I, I said this to you in the group. I've said it uh, on air. If the Celtics win a title this year, it is their obligation to give Kyrie Irving a, a championship ring. Yeah. <laughs> because he cleansed them of of their sins. All the racism, all the racism, all the racism everything. All the playoff chokes, all the re, all the Brad's, all the Brad Stevenisms, like everything has been cleansed. If they win, Kyrie deserves a ring. Yeah. But he's going to do it at every away stadium. That's the thing. So whoever wins has to give Kyrie a ring. Dang. What if he what if the team, let's say he goes to the Staples Center and the Clippers say, yeah, it's cool. You can sage in here. But when they play the Lakers, the Lakers are like, no, it's not cool. And the Lakers end up winning. Does he get a ring? Huh. That's a that's a good question. Do they eliminate the, the Clippers somewhere uh, on the way to the championship, the Lakers? No. The Clippers and the Lakers path never, they never meet again. Right, like the Clippers get eliminated from 
Uh, they get eliminated by, excuse me, the, the Nuggets again, let's just say. Okay. And the Lakers end up winning in Staples. Should Kyrie get a ring for saging Staples Center, even though it was on the beha- was on behalf of the Clippers? I would say by the technicalities, <laughs> no. No, no but, right? I, but I would like for him to. But it, but technically, no. I, lo- I you know I loved it because I just I and I look I don't I didn't listen to sports radio that much uh, since it happened it happened on Friday night so I'm like I know you know they're probably not talking about it but just to hear and just to hear old sports radio guy freak out that Kyrie's doing something like this and they get a chance to go back in my day you know Magic Johnson would never do this and blah 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 that's why I loved it. And I love that he like there's a spiritual side that he's talking about the energy because I believe in that. Like, I absolutely believe in it. I don't sage my house as much because I I actually don't like the smell of sage. But what I do is almost every day I burn a lavender incense stick. And that to me is a huge energy yeah. reset. To me, it's one of my favorite like that. Just any kind of bad mood I'm in. I smell that and it resets me. It grounds me. I'm ready to go. I think he's become such a polarized figure that he he can't do right by any by a lot mm-hmm. of people's standards. No matter what he does, they're going to find something to bitch about. And this is just another example of that. Just finding just something to be upset about with him. It's so annoying, I, man. man. And I hope people that don't know about it, like research it and try it out before you make fun of Kyrie. Because it works. It oh, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm just look. I'm just throwing it out there for you know some people that are rolling their eyes listening to us. Like, oh, whatever, guys. Try it out first because it works. I, I am a firm believer in that. Like, I'm a huge believer in energy and you know not only the energy that we put out, but the energy that stays within the air. You can cleanse it. All that's I believe in it. So to me, like to see Kyrie do it on that stage to try to bring in a cleansing of an energy at a basketball arena was incredible of a team as historic as the Celtics, which he played for when, yeah. and they had a bad weird relationship towards the end. It was just perfect. Yeah. And, and I love that he had a really good answer for it. It wasn't just to like, it wasn't just some crappy bit that he's doing. He explained <laughs> it, you know, he explained it and they moved on and, and that was it. Like it was, it was really cool. Um, the one thing that's not going to get cleansed, in my opinion, in terms of like energy and a reset of energy is going to be old Eminem, Marshall Mathers. Oh, Jesus. Let's talk about his new album. It dropped on Thursday night. We we were awake. We listened to a little. I did. I don't know if you ever put it on because you were listening to Paul McCartney 3. And man, it's bad. It, it's yeah. bad. It's I just really watched, bad. I just watched the... The two, like the minute and a half clip of that music video he did on Twitter, and I just knew that was all that I needed to see. Just like the cringe COVID nineteen bars, the six yeah. four shack uh, that's in the oh, background. Yeah. I'm just stacking just my like, chips. <laughs> it's just like directed really cringe. It looks really corny. Like it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I. I... I don't know. Like, is he just becoming a meme to become a meme? Like, just to mess with people, and like, it's almost a parody, or is this like him really trying? I, I that's what I can't figure that's out. That's a good question. He's he's become an enigma like that because 
Like, dude, the, the thing that makes me cringe every time I think about it is that BET cipher that he did, that he's in the, yeah. <laughs> he's in there by himself in a parking lot with people around him, and he's just rapping for, like, a minute and a half. He denounces Trump, and he just, he talks a lot of, a lot of mess, but it's just so awkward. Mm-hmm. And I just, the, the thing that, that confuses me about him is he approaches young artists, he had Juice World on a song before he died. He's he's had Anderson Pac. He's had a bunch of other artists. He was on a on a Griselda song uh two year a year and a half ago, two years ago. He's he's like embraced all of these artists, but like he sounds so dated when he when he raps. Like yeah. it's just it doesn't make sense. There's a like loss the, the the like you know, when he gets his jokes off, the metaphors, it's there was a time where it was really funny and unique and it was so cool and it was so progressive at the time. Now it's not, it's not like music has moved on, unfortunately. And he's holding on to something that was funny and creative. And now it's just like, dude, like this is cringe, man. It's not like, what are you doing? And it just feels like that's the only. Di- I know it's not, but it feels like that's the only dimension he has anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just like it's just really strange. Uh, I I I make no efforts to listen to his music now. Truthfully, I don't. I just I, don't like yeah. it. I've given I I've on... given enough of his his music uh, of a chance to make the assessment now that I'm just not going to like any of it. I know, um, like Kamikaze, I put on. I didn't go back to it one time. I was like, I played it just to play it out of respect. I didn't go back. The last album that he released, I played it to play it just you know out of respect to see if there's any good songs. I didn't go back to it. This one, I started and I stopped like two songs in. I was like, I can't do it. There's just there's just too much stuff out there for me that I can enjoy. So I don't have to go down this road now. Was he one of your favorites growing up? Yeah, he was. I loved him. I loved it, oh. man. Like I would listen to his I would listen to his some songs on repeat for like an hour because you would pick up new things. This was before, you know, rap uh genius and and getting lyrics on your phone immediately. So yeah. you would have to listen to it multiple times on a burn CD and go back until your CD gets scratched up. And it was fun. It was cool. It was unique. It was so in like those speed he would go at, you would miss some stuff, so you would catch new things. I loved it, and, and of course the production was good back then too. You know, you had Dr. Dre involved, so you get that that credibility right out the gate. It was phenomenal back then. I loved it, and I still go listen to his old stuff every once in a while. I'm like, damn, this was so good. Uh, like I loved Eight Mile. I think the soundtrack was great. Now I all his new stuff, eh, it's not. It just doesn't work. No, it doesn't, man. And like you said, there's just so much stuff now. Like, I can't tell you, like, there's so much. I was noticing this the other day. Like, there's the way music comes out now is just so absurd. The amount of quantity there is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many albums that I've listened to this year. And I can tell you that I really like an album. But I might not know the name of half of the songs in that album. Because yeah. there's just no time for me to be like, okay, this song's called this. Oh, I really like this song. Like, that's gone. I feel like that's gone. Like, there's a new album every week that I I want to listen to from an artist that I like, and it's just a lot. I'm not necess- I'm not necessarily complaining. It's just an observation. 
It's yeah, a lot. It, it, it is a lot. And it sucks that you can't like I try to if I'm listening to a new album, look at the name of the song, try to read some lyrics if I can and and just kind of skim it. Right. And, and that's one of the great things about vinyl is when you put it on, you're allocating yeah. some time. You, you've got the you know, you've got the lyrics for a lot of the albums. Built it's like in. a treat. Yeah. Put, it, put on the vinyl. It, well, it's like watching it's like watching a a Netflix show, right? You're right. you're fully dedicated to that. You you've taken the steps to go watch it, so it's like that. With the phone, you know, you put music on, it just becomes background, mm-hmm. right? Because we're yeah. so used to having the phone as a tool with other things going on. Does he fall down your goat list? The more album he puts, he more albums he puts out. No, because he's not. He hasn't no. been on it for like five years. No, to me, he doesn't. Um, I mean, do you knock MJ for the Wizards years? Do you knock Kobe for the final few years of his career? They weren't that good. They, you know, it's like no. you keep putting you – do, do you knock Tim Duncan for his final few years where he wasn't that, as that's, good? That's a good point. But I think yeah. as the more music I, I've discovered since I was a teenager, the more I realize there's just so many artists that were – so many rappers that to me were better than him or had mm-hmm. the longevity who had a longer stretch than him like – like Jay-Z, for example. Growing up, I didn't like Jay-Z. I liked Eminem. But now that I'm 26 years old, like 15 years after I really got into music, I guess. It hasn't been that long. Uh, like, I've realized, like, oh, no. Like, Jay-Z had these really good songs. Had Blueprint 1 and 2. 3 was trash. But he had all these albums mm-hmm. that stood the test of time. And he can still put out a good album. Like, to be like, it's a, it's a fluctuation. Certain <laughs> Josh is upset about you mentioning uh Tim Duncan in the chat. Old Tim Duncan, like barely run down the court, just getting that Kawhi championship, just could never alive. get a fit off in his life. And we're yeah. talking about him being a goat. Man, he actually became cooler after he stopped playing when he got oh, cornrows and he's on the yeah. bench. And like, I guess there was somebody younger in his life because he did get the divorce, right? <laughs> no, he did yeah, for he sure. Did. I know. Yeah, I know for I know for sure he did because there, there's a different story I'll have to tell you at another time because I don't oh. know if I'm allowed to. But I know there was somebody younger in his life after he retired, and that's why you're like, oh, Tim Duncan's kind of okay. He's starting to look a little cool now. Oh, look at the 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 braid. Oh, uh, you got the locks going in now. The the clothes are actually fitting. Okay, <laughs> there we go. You you don't always have a dorky backpack with you. Nice. There you go. So that's good for Tim Duncan. Oh my goodness. Um some other things before we get going here. The did you see by the way Jordan Brand announced five new WNBA players on their roster? I actually didn't see this. Was that when was this yesterday today? It was uh 2 days ago. So, you know, a lot a lot of companies now with the NBA season starting tomorrow by the way. How about that? The NBA season starts tomorrow, Jose. The best league is back for twice in one year. How cool is that? And like twice in a month, it feels like it just ended. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, let's do it again. Let's ramp this bad boy up again. I can't wait. Um, so we're starting to see like some of the new shoes drop. Russell Westbrook, by the way, announced his new shoes today. The why not zero zero point four. That was one of the worst marketing things ever. Why they call it the zero zero. So they spell out zero, put the yeah. number zero point four. You're like, so is it zeros? Is it? Zero zero point four? Is it just zero point four? Because I'm confused here. Oh four. Oh four. So um WNBA players are now like instead of announcing a bunch of 
NBA players, which they did. Karis Levert's part of it. Bradley Beers, uh, Bradley Beal, excuse me, is um, <clears throat> a Jordan Brand athlete. Now they're like, hey, we're also going to really focus on WNBA players, and they're going to be part of our athletic roster now. It's not just uh, NBA guys anymore. Like, let's expand this. And I love that. I, I, Jordan Brand's going in a really unique direction now. I mean, they're all in on social injustice and writing those things and making sure things are better and they're donating a ton of money to it but also some of the athletic decisions that they're making they're they're trying to empower more people and it's one of the coolest things to see from a brand that doesn't have to do that yeah when do we get that uh that bayou boy though the bayou boy it's uh i thought they already put them out they already put the bayou boys out no i'm saying the signature shoe has to be coming sooner than later i feel like i I think it is. I think the reports are out there. I don't know when, though. I don't know when. It, yeah, I feel obviously like the timing, COVID yeah. threw everything off, but like we'd have the shoot now, I feel like, with the seasons. Or maybe they surprise us. Uh, oh, wait, there is no all-star break this year. I was going to say maybe they surprise us with something all-star break. But So traditionally what they'll do is you've got two release times. Right? You've got the, the beginning of the NBA season, which comes around uh, October – You'll have the Christmas releases, but of course, everything got pushed back, as you mentioned. So we're right now we're in that traditional NBA start of the season releases. That's why we've seen the new shoes from Russell Westbrook. Um, James Harden has a new shoe out as well. Those are and, not bad, actually. The Harden. Yeah, they, they don't look bad at all, but he's not playing in them, which is strange. He's playing in the first he's playing one. in the ones, in the volume ones, yeah. Yeah, he's playing in the bricks. Those are like the, the worst shoes to play basketball yeah. in. They're the heaviest shoe They're I've heavy. ever put on. Um, and then you've got the post all-star releases or right around all-star break. But again, as you mentioned, there's no all-star break because that's when Russell Westbrook's first shoe came out was all-star break, uh, four years ago when Jordan took over. Yeah. So that's when it came out. So if there's a chance that Zion has a new shoe coming out, or if Luca has a new shoe coming out, it would be around all-star break. But we had heard rumors about Russell Westbrook's shoe coming out and then it'd be around there. I haven't heard anything about their shoes, so it might not be until next year. Mm. Yeah, and I if mean, you're a marketing, you know yeah, yeah. and if it's you're happening. if you're a marketing director of Jordan Brand, then go Jose. Wh- whose shoe are we putting out for Zion or Luca? Who are you putting out? Oh, that's a damn good question because Luca's obviously the better player, but Zion it's- is is Zion. Zion There's is Zion was a superstar before. He ever played a second in the NBA. Yeah. And and, and making money superstars. So, again, I, yeah. I'll go back to this. Jordan, uh, when the Jordan 34 came out, um, it, it had new technology. It was all new. Like, it was really cool. And, and me following Jordan brand stuff closely for other personal reasons, I always keep up with, like, the actual technical basketball shoe that they put out, right? The signature shoe, the Jordan 33, the Jordan 32. You could literally walk into a store and buy the 32, the 33, the 31, whatever it may be. I went the first day to go try to get the Jordan 34 sold out. And that's because yeah. it was it was Zion's shoe, right? Like the, it was Zion's first shoe that he's playing in. It was sold out because there, of Zion. A lot of those pairs of the 34s resell. Obviously, the Fragments resell because that's a collab mm-hmm. with Fragment. But uh, what's the young kid on the Wizards? The The black and red pair that he got? Those resell. Rui Hachimura, yeah. Yeah, like his, his pair resells. There's a, a black, red, and yellow pair 
almost looks like it'd be a a or a mellow uh, high school PE that's yeah. coming out or came out that looks really sick. Have you seen that pair? I have seen it. Yeah, it's nice. Those are sick. The, so those are the thirty fives that are out right now. The thirty fours were last year. Um, Sorry, yeah, the thirty five. And it like they sold out so fast, and the thirty fives are selling out too, which is crazy to me because the signature models never sold out. It was always the retros that sold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, man. It's Props to them, man. Not only from the marketing, from the decision making, but from the actual technical. Like, if you're a hooper, you want to be playing in Jordan shoes now because they really are awesome. Like you are going to be hooping in those Jubilees. Yeah, I'm going to play in the Jubilees. I'm going <laughs> to in a, in a tournament. I'm going to bust them out one game. I don't care. I play in the 34s, and I, I those are the best shoes I've ever put on. The you have a pair of 30, Oh, sorry, 34s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 34s, yeah. The 35s I'm waiting on. Uh, I should be getting some uh, from, a, from a Jordan Ferry maybe pretty soon. Who knows? But um, the uh, what I was going to say, the previous best shoe that I put on before that was a Russell Westbrook 2, the 0.02 or whatever they're called. The 002s. The 002s because they're just so good. Like the, the what they're built for, they're built for hooping, not for resale. Like, go play in these shoes. So I love that stuff. So it, it's really cool. Okay, so I just want to throw that out there. Shout out to them. Give me your predictions, NBA predictions, anything. You can give me the champion. You can give me your most valuable player. Whatever you have, just rapid Ooh. fire. Okay. I think the Lakers are going to repeat. And I know, that's, I, I know that's chalky, but that team has LeBron. That team has AD. And they got better in the offseason. Yep. I... I'm not ready to say it just feels like I was going to try to predict the Eastern conference. I'll give it to you. I, I think the nets are winning it all. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think that team is deep as well. I think they've got more shooters. I think they've got the best player and the best scorer and Kevin Durant. They've got the best guard. Um, the Lakers don't have Rondo anymore. That was a big part of their run. So, They've got yeah, a bunch of they've got a lot of good big guys that are they're deep in like great Montrez Harrell's great. He can't what are you gonna do off well you need guards? I, I just don't see Giannis and the Bucks making the finals. I don't so either. I don't, I don't, they got Drew Holiday who's gonna be the defensive player of the year. I'll tell you that right now. That's my prediction. They're gonna be good too. <clears throat> they're a different team, and I think they're gonna learn from their coaching mistakes. You know, they're going to adjust, which they never do for whatever reason. Um, last year, it was Giannis who won most valuable player. El Jefe, he forgot. I think Luca wins most valuable player. I think the the narrative is there. I think the yeah, play is going to be. Yeah, I think it'll be Luca for sure. If they, if, Especially if they finish with the top four seed in the West this year, they'll, he'll win it. Yeah, that, that's, that, that'd be my prediction as well. He's a, he's a betting favorite. As you said, the narrative's already started. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a good team. They were a good team last year. It just feels like it's it's Luca's year, barring something happening with him or the Mavericks just being bad for some reason. Miami, do we see them going to the finals again? I don't think so. No. Yeah, now, Mike, I don't think. To you, how do we feel about DeAndre Ayton as more most improved player now that he's going to be Ooh. playing with Chris Paul at the point? Hopefully, Devin Booker plays as good as he did in the bubble. Because That's not he, a bad pick. That's a good pick. Like fourth, I was looking at a bunch of NBA odds last week, and he was like the third or fourth down for most improved player. He wasn't the, the favorite. Do you remember who eight. the favorite? Do you remember who the favorite was? Do you have that by any chance? I can look it up and 
a couple seconds. Yeah. Let, let me know who that is. Um, who did I see for most improved player? I was having a discussion on Twitter with somebody about it and I already forgot who it was going to be. Man, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I already forgot it. But once you get that list, I want to see um, <clears throat> who's favored. The Spurs are not going to make the playoffs, so they'll get another lottery pick. LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that narrative has already taken off. Although, I don't know if you guys saw my boy, Cole Anthony, hit a game winner. I wanted the Rockets to take him so badly, but they traded the pick. And he was going to pick before anyways. I think Cole Anthony's going to be a stud in the league. I think he's going to be so good. But, uh, yeah, I, I, those are just some of the predictions. Okay, you have the list. I don't think – I think that's a tough one to find. Like, you got to be in a super – you got to be in, like, super NBA – dark web to have the most improved player um props i i'm looking for them i will find them for you if you give me a second i had a, oh, I, yeah. I actually got a a pdf sent over to me from uh i think it was DraftKings. Oh. i think DraftKings sent it over i get uh, so many gambling emails now it's crazy and i don't know how and i i, uns, I unsubscribe and they resubscribe me right away and I don't know how they get it. I guess they just get it from the NBA Black Book. Is that what it is? Yeah, I would I would guess so. I get random random stuff from there as well. Uh, just random people reaching out to me, asking me questions. Okay, LaMelo Ball. Asked, I had a kid from Canada ask me for Kevin McHale's number once because he was on 97.5. Really? It was the most like, random thing. Wow. I'm trying to look it up. Most improved player nba odds and let me see who it is lonzo ball plus three uh three thousand no he's not gonna win it there's no way oh they they've changed drastically now jamal murray's the favorite Shea gilgis alexander this is via the action network okay i see uh, it now yeah Shea gilgis, michael porter Shea gilgis, michael porter tyler hero deandre ains fifth down plus 1600 dang our boy Christian Wood is a uh, seventh down. Christian Wood's not bad money, dude. He's gonna have a really good year, and I'm shocked. I didn't watch much of Christian Wood, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I've no. got, I've now gone back and watched the the games with the Pistons where he was the focal point. Uh, I mean, just mechanically, his jumper looks good. He's he's obviously playing with a lot of energy. He has the right mindset too. He could. He could make a run for this most improved player. Why do you think it almost feels like the what the potential he has to be? He his value of the deal he got isn't what he potentially can be. Do you why do you think that is? Because there's only a handful of games. And it was like, do we can't we can't overpay for just less than 15, 20 games, right? Like it's just you can't sure. do it, right? But it never um, felt like it was anyone else in the conversation i think it was because houston houston made it known that he wanted he want uh, excuse me houston made it known that like hey we want you and he wanted to be here that's why i don't think other teams got involved it was like hey these two are perfect for each other this was still with <clears throat> excuse me james harden and russell westbrook around like you have a modern right. big man and you can stretch it out which is the best part about this is like he can actually pick and pop as opposed to pick and roll only like capella did so this opens up so much for James and man, he, I wish he would give this roster a try because I think it's built better for him now. And Steven Silas's offense is better than what might, you know, what D'Antoni and Maury were doing. 
I can't believe we haven't talked about our buddy Johnny G and his reporting yesterday. And how about him? He's going viral. My dude was all over yesterday reporting that the Raptors and the Celtics have now entered the discussion for James Harden. And uh, people were, people do the, look, I get it. The blue checkmark thing, we're, we're programmed to not believe anybody that doesn't have a blue checkmark, right? Because you've been burned so much. People have been burned by the the lack of a checkmark, right? People think it's a, it's a troll account or something. <clears throat> and not everybody outside of Houston knows who John Granado is. And that's why I thought it was so important to have people in Houston validated. Like John doesn't report. He hates reporting. I don't know if you've ever talked to him about this. I tell him all the time, like he'll tell me stuff behind the scenes. Like, dude, this is going to happen. I'm like, tweet it, man. Like put it out there. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't like it. You know, like it just, it it creates too much stress or nonsense or whatever it is. Right. Like you don't want to deal with it. And yesterday when I, I mean, he put it out. Like when I saw it, 10 in the morning, I saw it like 1030 and it had like 700, it had like 700 quote tweets when I looked at it. I don't even know what it's at now. I haven't even looked at it. So, um, look, I mean, it sucks when your timeline is just, is just full of nonsense. Right. And, And of course people making that he's not even verified joke and his avatar is uh rob manford with a pinocchio (laughs) nose that doesn't help the cause either so i totally understand why people are picking it apart yeah but again for those of you that know him you're like oh yeah that's true so it's been retweeted over a thousand times wow 300 of the 315 of those are retweets 840 are uh are quote tweets okay click on the quote tweets since you have them up how many scrolls before you get to, bro, he's not even verified? So actually, the very first one is a radio host in WEI, and he's quoted it with, do the Celtics, do Celtics fans want this? Okay, that's No nice. bleeping thank you. No way. I'm actually scrolled quite a bit. Oh, really? Don't you dare, Boston. Bleep off. Hard <laughs> pass. Bleep it. Let's do it. Someone quoting it. Someone with air quotes, an impeccable source. So that's, I guess that would be the first one. Yeah. I'm calling BS. Masai isn't trading uh, Siakam. I guess that's not discrediting John. There's actually not as many as you think. Okay, good, good. Because I saw it come up on, like, like, do you follow moments on your timeline like twitter lets you follow nba viral tweets whatever I, it yeah is. I, I don't follow them but i see them pop up on my timeline all the time yeah so like i follow those right so they'll like they'll sprinkle those into my timeline and i saw it come in on three separate tweets on my nba following thing. so i was like damn this is legit when 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 people you don't follow and twitter's like hey make sure you see this that's when you know it's legit Immaculate cap, someone called it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it, man. Uh, El Jefe says, I would love to see the Rockets trade with Toronto for Kyle Lowry just to tick off the Rockets fans. That gave me crap for getting down, uh, getting DeMar for Kawhi. That would be awesome. I told you, you would hate that. You wouldn't be the thickest boy in the town anymore. Me and Kyle, I've told you the Kyle Lowry story, right? Have I ever told you about what happened? Y'all talk about your gains? No. So when he was, so when I was covering the team for 1560 in 2008 or 2009, whenever the Kyle Lowry trade happened, so they're playing Memphis, the Rockets are playing Memphis in preseason. I'm just there. Okay. I'm just there watching the game. Um, And Kyle Lowry had like, he didn't have a good game. He was in there for like 
maybe 14, 16 minutes. He was a third guard. Third guard. The Rockets needed a guard. And you could just see, like, this guy just needs an opportunity, right? So I, I was like, man, the Rockets should trade for Kyle Lowry. There's no, like, he. you need to trade for him because you need a guard. This guy is obviously good. He's coming from a really good pedigree in Nova. Um, and then I talked to, I didn't even talk to anybody at the time. And I just said it the next day on air. I was like, yo, the Rockets should trade for Kyle Lowry. Like, that's a gr- good trade. You can get it for free, basically, because he's a third guard. He's stuck behind so many guys there. And literally the next day, the trade happens. Oh, and wow. I got so, yeah, like it, it, it helped me a lot with credibility because I was the only mm. one talking about the third guard on the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, you guys should, like, l- let's look at it. And then I talked to uh, Daryl about it. And he's like, yeah, like I told him and Gerson at the time he was there, Gerson. And I was like, yeah, this is why I said it because they found out. They're like, how'd you, like, what? Like, did somebody tell you? And I was like, no, I was just like evaluating, just saying, look, look at these things. And he'd be perfect. They're like, yeah, that's actually what, like, some of those reasons are why we want him. And that's sure cool. enough, he ended up being an all star. Like, he, no one predicted he would be this good. That doesn't top your, uh, your death of Bill O'Brien via the, the, uh, D Hop trade. But that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a damn good second place. Yeah. But that was so. immaculate. My other one was James Harden was going to be the most valuable player in this league. Like I've got receipts, I've got memes of it. I was the when I, I he first got traded. Mm-hmm. When he when he got to the Rockets, I said this guy's going to be the most valuable player, and it was because he reminded me so much of Manu Ginobili. And I always said if Ginobili was the focal point of an offense, he would put up cartoon numbers because I think he's that good of a player. But he never had a chance to be the focal point because. Old Tim Duncan and Tony Parker had to take all the shots. Ooh, look at me, oh old Tim God, Duncan. I can't get a bit off Tim Duncan. Had oh, look, the- it's me, Tony Parker. I have to sleep with other people's wives <laughs> on my team because I'm French. So, yeah, that's why I was like, he reminded me so much of Ginobili. I was like, dude, this is this guy's going to tear it up because he's going to get all the shots. There's nobody else on the Rockets. And uh, you fast forward and he, he you know lived up to it. So that was pretty cool. And now he doesn't want to be here anymore. I know. And that's what I'm saying. Karis Levert. That's my next guy. I'm telling you, Karis Levert is going to be an all-star. So you don't want the Jalen Brown trade? No, I want Jalen Brown. If if, if you had Jalen Brown, of course you take that. But I don't want Ben Simmons. I don't like, I'm good with, I don't, there's nothing exciting about Ben Simmons to me. I'm good. Give me somebody who can score. All these celebrities that he dates are going to come to Houston. That's not exciting to you? Nope. Not at all. Uh, I don't even know who he's dating. Who's who is he dating now? He has like an on and off weird thing with Kylie, uh, Kendall Jenner, not Kylie. Is that Travis Scott's wife or girlfriend? No, that's, Ken, that's, that's Kylie. That's Kendall. Ky- okay, Kendall. Kendall so you, the, the you don't even model. Know. Yeah. Okay. I do gotcha. know. I gotcha. just confuse their names a little bit. There you go. Okay, we're done. Uh, enjoy Christmas. Oh, I will be. Yeah, we're done. It's been an hour. It's flown by, buddy. I know, man, because we were just having so much fun. Uh, Enjoy Christmas. uh, Stay safe. And uh, we will talk to everybody hopefully next week. I might have to text you. I think I might have to take next week off. I'm not sure yet. So we might be off until the uh, new year. We're not sure yet. I'll let you know. But uh, if we don't talk to you, thank you again to everyone for supporting us all year long. Uh, It's been awesome. It's been so much fun to do this every single night on Mondays and and talk about everything that's happened during the weekend and, of course, all the nonsense that we've always talked about. So it's been fun. Hopefully we do an episode next Monday. But if not, I just want to thank everyone and thank you, Jose, for 
taking time out and doing this for basically free. But I'm not getting paid for this. I mean, I send you money every once in a while, I but again, I'm getting I take a it. lump sum at the end of the year. It's basically free. It's basically oh, free. No, <laughs> man, it's, it's really fun, and we've come we've come a long way from we doing this uh, like on that other app where we wouldn't even see each other. We would just see each other's lines from our tones and stuff. It yeah. was really weird. We're doing this, so it's been really fun, man. There you go, and I will pay you in CBD. All the CBD you want, I got you, buddy. Hey. Anything you want. Um, again, uh, thank you again, everyone. AlamoRemedy.com. Get their holiday bundle. You can still buy it. It might not arrive by Christmas, but I'm telling you, it's a good thing to have for you personally as well. For 60 bucks, you get their top four products. That's great. And you save another 10% off with promo code. All right, everybody. Enjoy. We will talk to you next time. Stay spicy.